off the ball. I don't think Springboks are in crisis because you would hate for a team that is so phenomenally good a year out from the World Cup to be world number one and then to go out in the quarterfinals. Yes, yeah, Stephen, we, we need to subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. The underdogs are back, and uh, this I don't know if you're all I don't know if you've all been fans of the TG Car Show, but it really helped Kieran Donaghy cement his place on the uh, Kerry football team. That's how long it's been going all the way um, back. I don't know, is that two decades or so? Uh, that was the football they've done. They've done hurling, they've done uh, women's football, they've done camogie, and they're back to hurling. And I'm delighted to say Jamie Wall is going to be one of the selectors this year, and he joins us now. Jamie, call us a tall two. Ma, sure, August too fain. Quisic ma. Nice. Tommy, Bjognok, Craig, and Helesh on Gwilga. Bjognok, Sheshin, a tall umsa. August too fain. Yeah, on will post all our good. Neil, Neil post our bet at Gloragagum. Um, how is your How is your Irish? Have you had to do a, a quick refresher course in it, or maybe your floor the whole time? Um, some bit, yeah, not too bad. Like um, we'd I'd speak with Mam at home a bit here, and um, I've obviously been doing this model with GABO as well, so that has kept it some bit sharp. But um, even to be honest, like when we do the camps and we go in and you meet John Allen, and he's straight away just bang Irish the whole time it kind of takes me about a few hours to kind of get up to speed with himself and Claire O'Connor they'd be a bit better than I am at it so uh, but it's great I, I actually really enjoyed that side of the whole thing actually just uh, you know coming away from the weekends just kind of thinking God I've actually used my Irish for, for a couple of days here so that even that in itself for me has been great I was going to say because like um, there's a period in all our lives where we're like oh Jesus I really wish I could speak better Irish and um, you know, my kids going to school over the last couple of years it's definitely brought it back to me I'm like I can't understand why I didn't do more about this so you have the opportunity not, not alone to like have good crack on telly watching some of the best uh, underdog hurlers in the country but also kind of just re-immerse yourself in your own culture big time yeah like that's 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 just a bit of it that's um, kind of like a, a nearly an unintended consequence that I really enjoyed like is just getting to actually use your Irish again flat out and that's what it is Joe, realistically like you said um, the kids are, are bringing it home now so you're kind of using it that bit more like and it's it's the same for everyone like it's just pure practice like it's it's a language thing like with any language if you don't use it you you get out of the habit of it like no matter how good or bad you are at it like so um that side of it is is a nice is a nice thing and i think you know it's it's one of the big things i suppose about tg car like uh, that that i've always enjoyed is that you know when you're watching the league and and the club games and the underage games that you do you know find you're stuck in the language and you pick things up quite quickly like i mean i know lots of people who don't have loads of irish but they seem to understand the TG Cahar commentary because they always say to me like oh you said such and such about this fella like and I'm kind of like she said I didn't know you had Irish and it's like oh no well they have it then like so um, so it, it certainly it sharpens sharpens the blade for people a bit you'll have to learn the, the couple of swear words as well Jamie the couple, couple of fuckle on the on the sideline to to really hammer home your, your, your instructions that's probably another part of it I think I think I'm better off actually not knowing them if I don't know them I can't say them um, <laughs> at least You've got a there's a strong cork flavor there. You mentioned John Allen, like that's uh, that probably makes you feel a little bit more at home as well. It's uh, there's always cork lads everywhere. Proper order, I, I'm sure you will say. Big time, yeah. Look, to be honest with you, like for me, probably one of the main attractions with the whole thing is getting involved with somebody like John Allen. Like he's, um, 
you know, Jerry, you were talking about the, the last, uh, how long the underdogs is going on. But like, I was thinking how long it is since Cork won in All-Ireland that it's actually John Allen was the last All-Ireland winning manager for us back in 2005. So as, as a Cork person, obviously like getting to just be in his presence and listen to him and, and learn from someone like him has been, it's been unreal to be honest with you. Even like I just find sitting with him at lunch sometimes and just, you know, you just actually sit back and you're like consciously in your head, it's like I'm going to shut up here for five minutes and just listen to this man because um, he's he's very much a kind of a understated, but like kind of that wisdom kind of it really just flows from him. Like, so I, I really have just enjoyed um, just sitting back and shutting my mouth for five minutes, to be honest with you, and, and listening to him. One of the things that has also kind of made me uh, fall in love again with the language is just how brilliant it is at, at capturing certain things and what you're talking about. John Allen, he's a C in the Irish. Like that's when you when you talk about him, I'm kind of that's what. I, and I don't know if you have an English word that's the same. That's like <laughs> wise man, gentle. You know, somebody you would follow. Yeah. Like uh, somebody you you need to listen to and suck the knowledge out of. It's too many words, but he's a C. And um, yeah. like you know, what what is that like? Because we need more John Allens in our lives. Well, like for me, for me, like we'll say even on a, on a personal sense, like, you know, just uh, like I obviously have my eyes on, on management and coaching and that whole journey. And it is very much a journey like uh, and you see like John, who, who's kind of uh, has has kind of gone through the journey, we'll say, and has so much uh, has learned so much in it. Like and so for me, like you just someone like him, you straight away are gravitated towards him. But like. I think it's even just like he's just very interested in people I think like you know he's a former principal like he talks to he's massive it's like I I reckon hurling is his second favourite thing to be honest with you like it's traditional music is his favourite thing really like and he talks to Claire and myself about music nearly as much as hurling like and he's he's interested in old music new music I was at Arctic Monkeys last week in, in Spain and he was sending me messages between Namunkaha Arctic and asking about this and sent me a message even saying that they were, that their performance at Reading in Leeds was on BBC. Like, and I'm kind of like, how do you know all of this about everything? Like, like we're not even talking about hurling and you're like, you're putting me to shame. Like, so, um, like just to be honest with you, like you just, you just sit and listen to him, whatever the topic is. And he's had such a, a, like, he's seen so much in the world. Like obviously they got those amazing holidays with Cork back when they were in all Ireland finals and that, but like, even with, with the whole Limerick, um, he was involved with Limerick obviously as well in, in 2013 and that. So like, he's been out to, to JP's fabled parts of the world. Um, that's, we'll hear kind of stories about the Limerick class getting out and that. And like, he's just, he's seen so much of the world. He's seen so much of, life in that that like you'd be a fool not to be kind of just sitting there kind of listening to the likes of like you said John Allen's in our lives like and it's just great for me and for the players um, that are involved and for Claire and you know for all of us and even for even for the production crew like I know for a fact that some of them are, are sitting there just listening to John as well like and it's just just to get to work with someone like that that has that kind of that um that just worldly experience and kind of knowledge and wisdom, I think is a better word even than knowledge. Like it, it's just been, it's been great. It's funny, Jimmy, you talk about John being, uh, you know, more interested nearly in people. And, and like we were talking earlier about Graham Potter, the Brighton manager, you know, being interested in emotional intelligence and, and probably similar thing as well, people and having interests outside of your, your chosen sport. Like for you, when you're, when you're, as you say, sitting there over the lunch table, like have you always been that kind of manager where you're, you're, you're nearly 
soaking everything up like a sponge and, and maybe taking tippets from, from different managers you watch the Cody's and wh- whomever else uh, like are, are you one of those kind of learn by listening sort of managers that, that picks little bits up here and there I probably hadn't been um, this might be one of the big things I've learned in all this is that I need to be more like that um, probably spend too much time talking and not enough time listening um, and it's it's something that I've just definitely picked up from being in the presence of someone like John is that sometimes you need to just shut your mouth and open your ears like and, and it's, it's it's something that, that has, hasn't done me any harm in the last couple of weeks and months um, but like look like you're, you're talking about the likes of Cody's like you know these guys that are legendary figures like I had the pleasure of meeting Brian once before and he had a, a very different kind of aura but it was similarly kind of almost like you can't stay like kind of you know like in the Lord of the Rings like I know that's that, that's back in vogue like where you're just staring into the ring like you know you're just drawn to this presence um, and like there's just certain people that draw you to their presence like and maybe maybe John Allen is more of a Gandalf figure I don't know who you actually characterise Cody as but um, but uh, it's, it's that kind of you know people that just draw you in like and I think just trying to be trying to be cognizant of that and and maybe trying to kind of be a quiet listener at this stage is something that that's been pretty good to try and um, and just develop that side of things um but like he like I said he's just so good at talking at the right time and then listening as well like like he's so like I think that I've learned so much straight away there like in terms of even to be honest with you like not as a hurling manager like even you know if you're just trying to be a person to be quite honest with you uh, if you're not from Kilkenny Brian Cody's clearly Saron that was like that's where that, that was, was that was it that was that was implied I just didn't yeah, there you go it's okay it's okay we, that's, we're the, you know we feel comfortable saying these types yeah. of things uh, okay. but if you're from Kilkenny obviously he's everything he's all the rest of these. Yeah. the good one he's the the one ring he's the eagles coming to save you um it's really interesting listening to you just talk I, I'm on the managerial route and I'm trying to soak up as much information as I can do you do you have a, a time frame in your head for where that goes or is that the type of thing that actually is just a bad idea from the get go because then you put yourself up you put yourself on a clock and the wrong opportunity at the wrong time might be something that you feel, feel like you have to force yourself into I, I feel like you've kind of answered you've answered the question better than like exactly almost as I'd like to answer it myself to really there like I think for a while I would have for a while actually at the start of it I would have thought yeah you're on the clock now you have to do this by 30 you have to do this by 35 and this by 40 and like I turned 30 there last month and you realise very quickly that Jesus no actually this this is more of a more of a, a kind of a, a journey and you don't really get to choose at what point you get to take certain exits and say you just have to they, they'll appear for you and like you kind of have to be smart and patient with it like and so I think like you said like if you if you put yourself on that clock you know you rush headlong into something because you think oh, I have to do this and I have to do that instead of you know just like when you get an opportunity to maybe do something a little bit less we'll say a little bit less uh, kind of high pressure but more you know, learning based will say, which is what this has definitely been for me. Like it's just been a totally different experience and, and a different, like totally different experience of learning in that. Like, um, 
you learn different things about yourself and, and some, not all of them might be perfectly relevant to management. Like there's no such thing as something that you've learned that's not going to be relevant for you going forward because you learn skills with all of that. So like, I think, like you said, like putting a clock on it would be foolish. Like I'm like, uh, I've, I've actually going into my seventh, seventh year, would have been my eighth year, like involved in colleges hurling at the moment. Um, um, this year, which is amazing to me that it's actually so long. Um, you know, going into my fifth year involved with club stuff like which which to me at my age seems like loads. Um like I'm kinda like, Jesus, that's nearly a third of my life or it's nearly a sixth of my life. Um but, you know, in the grand scheme of things it's absolutely no time at all. Like and there's still loads that you have to like there's loads more John Allen's that you have to try and meet and, and soak things up from like so um, I think putting a clock on it would be would be silly. Like to be honest, I think like you said, it's it's a case of just take it kind of experience by experience and learn as much as you can. The other thing uh, about coaching and management is that obviously the game evolves really quickly, and I'm very interested in in like what your desire as a manager is. Do you want to be somebody who has a definitive style of play that actually you think is going to be successful in almost every scenario, or are you? pretty desperate to like be able to have five or six different things that you can ask your team to do like it, it doesn't feel like Pep Guardiola has multiple ways to play because it feels like he believes that there is uh, the best way to win and I don't know if Paul Knurk feels something similar or if Paul Knurk would actually just skin you in any game in a different way if he thought that, that was the way to win it like how do you approach the tactical side and the acquisition of the skills as a manager to implement those tactics what's what's your idea behind that I think like to be honest like you cut your cloth to fit your measure like I think like you you the reason Kenny worked for so long with what seemed like a rudimentary game plan was that they actually had the bodies that were best suited to winning that kind of game and like I think if Paul Kinnark and if Limerick didn't have you know, the kind of players they did, they might say, okay, we want to play this way, but we have to tweak it a certain bit. Like, I think even, look, I spoke to Paul years ago, like, and and we spoke about stuff like this and, like, he used the term kind of principles of play, which I thought was good because it kind of allowed you, like, a framework, but that you had flexibility within it. And I think, for me personally, that's, that's probably the way I would think about the game as well. Like, I would think there's certainly right there is certainly a right way and a wrong way in general but equally you know like it's nearly like it's it's, it's difficult it's, it's really it's a it's kind of a language debate really like you can talk about systems or tactics like and like one is one is for a specific game where you might tweak something but that you still generally have an actual method to your play like and that there are still kind of general things that you do even if you change one or two slight things for a game and I think even look like Guardiola can say that he has this and he's that and all he wants is small, tricky wingers and that, but like he's happy enough when Erling Haaland is scoring 700 goals in a season for him and he's not exactly your typical pep kind of player. Like he runs in behind, he's a brute around the box. So like I think everyone, no matter how dogmatic they might be, if they're going to have any success, has to be some bit flexible to certain ways. Like, um, for me, like in hurling, like in the last couple of years, in the last seven years, like I've played, like uh, not I, like the teams that I've been involved with, but like we've played loads of different ways. We've played with sweepers, we've played with three in midfield, we've played with four in the half forward line. We tried playing four in the full forward line once just to try and you know, 
open up a half forward line like like there's like there's so many different things that you can try and do like and like some of them work really well and some of them are complete disasters and you look like an idiot like but I think it's just a case of kind of learning uh, learning how each of them kind of works best and then kind of learning how to apply them to certain situations because like even within games sometimes the right thing to do is to sit someone back in front of your full back line for five minutes just to settle things down and then sometimes the right thing to do is actually to squeeze up and like you even see that like football football is nearly always with the exception of Limerick football Gaelic football is always five or ten years ahead of hurling tactically and like you even see now like in football teams push up and then they drop off and then they push up and then they drop off because they don't actually want you to figure them out you know they have within a game they have even different kind of plans for different phases of games and different game states so I, I think like to be honest like having having one set kind of pattern it doesn't work it, whatever about soccer it's a bit more controlled in Gaelic games like there is an element there's still always going to be an element of chaos to it especially in hurling when the ball can go 90 yards like there's there's just always going to be like coaches are always going to try and control things but there's always going to be an element of chaos like that's why you get probably contests that we get which are which are so memorable I think Jimmy most people will be familiar with, with the underdogs concept and this idea that only 30 players can obviously reach the, the ultimate challenge match at the end um, that of course means that you have to make as management the tough decision you know each week to, to drop one or one or more players like having spoken to, to different managers in different sports over the last number of years they often say that can be the most difficult aspect of the job letting people down who feel like they maybe should be involved like is that something and you'll be well used to it with, with Fitzgibbon Cup teams yourself but do you find that the most difficult part of the job or, or, or it's not easy especially when it's on the the TV as well it doesn't make it easy for those players getting dropped yeah it's, it's you know what that that's definitely the worst part of the whole thing it's the the eliminations um, and I suppose like you said there Shane like the the fact that it's on TV as well so you're kind of there's a human aspect to it and that like you know you're you're kind of like uh, you, you just you feel for the person because they've put in like they've been brave to come they've been brave to stay involved for a start because you know there's plenty of lads signed up and and then kind of might have come to the first trial and, and then dropped out and you know for various reasons and some people dropped out before the first trial even you know thought they were, said they'd do it and then decided not to like so it's 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 like you would have fierce respect for anyone that puts themselves forward in any in anything in life like and this is just another one of those things like and so you'd have huge respect for someone to do that and then to have to tell someone that what really wants to be somewhere that their journey is over like I think there's a huge difference like if you were dropping someone from a squad because of commitment issues you wouldn't lose I would well I personally like you wouldn't lose a night's peace over it like but when it's when you're dropping someone from a squad who really wants to be there and who's working really hard to be there, like that's that isn't nice. Like, and, and I suppose that is the thing you sign up to that if you want to go down the line, so you can't be squeamish about it. But you know, equally, like I don't think you'd be well suited to management if you couldn't see the human side of that either. Like, and and that is tough. And and even you know the eliminations. Um, I found like we we wrapped up our last camp there um two weeks ago. Um, so that was the last of it like and you found that each with each camp the eliminations got harder because you were getting because like we only met these guys five six months ago like like you were getting to know them better as people as well and it's just harder to you know to tell someone that you've grown to know and like that the journey's over than we say someone you might only know a wet week when is the match the match is 
Not, I'm not certain, but I think it's the end of October. I think we're waiting for absolute confirmation, but right. I think it's the last weekend of October. Okay, and so will you be training in between, obviously, to try and... Yeah, yeah. So also, like, we wrapped up our last camp last week, but we still have um, we still have a couple more training sessions um, over the next two months, we'll say. There's a couple of them um, scheduled in for the next uh, couple of Saturdays and, and throughout October as well. I think it's becoming an increasingly interesting concept uh, as time goes on because we understand just how difficult it is to commit to inter-county and the level of training that has to go on and... The, wasn't it um, Brody used the phrase indentured servants slaves did he, yeah. did he call them slaves indentured yeah. slaves I think didn't he say that yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, so I'd say there's lots of people who are inter-county standard who in their early 20s decided that they probably didn't have the level of commitment to give to it but who in their late 20s are like geez, I really wish I had maybe tried it Could before yeah yeah like but to be honest sure like I mean one another thing we found here, and it's, it was no massive surprise to me. Um, just given, like you know, like I'm involved with my own club at home, and we're we're only in in the kind of the fifth grade in Cork, like, but the level of commitment that we ask of the lads is pretty is pretty high, and and they give it like, like a lot of guys. The club commitments, you know, has has certainly, um, you know, it, it has made for we'll say over the last couple of camps where like, you know, numbers numbers are up and they're down and they're up and they're down because like lads club commitments are so heavy as well. And we from the very start we were very much of the opinion that like we were trying to help lads get better with their clubs, not impact on the clubs in a negative way. Um so like that this isn't a, a complaint as such, but just the reality is that at club level now the commitment of your top players is absolutely huge. Like I like I don't know do people realise um the club commitment of will say you know like I think people I think people are starting to realise the club commitment of we'll say the guys in the very top clubs will say like you know your Kilmacuds and um, you know Ballygunners and them like that they are operating at a, a very very high level um, but to be honest with you like if you go to any half serious intermediate or junior club in most counties there is actually quite a serious level of commitment asked of players and that like and uh you know that's why the standard but so that's why the overall standard has gone up at intercounty but also at club level like so um like it's not an amazement to me to see that and like that's why i suppose it will be interesting to see in in a month it was jesus a month and a bit's time now yeah like how when you get a collection of guys who are training at that level already with their clubs and get them together, how they can compete against guys at, we'd say at the next rung up the ladder. And like, like we're under no illusions, like, um, unlike maybe some in, in club GA, uh, who will go, who will remain nameless. Um, that there is a, still a huge jump from club to county GA. Um, like there's, there's a massive, massive jump. Um, and it'll be a huge challenge for the lads. Like, and, but like, that's what they've signed up for is that challenge of, saying you know can I compete like whether they can or they can't that's that's something that we'll find out on this pitch and that's the thing I love about sport is that it's a meritocracy um, like you get what you deserve but like they want to see if I put in a bit of work with guys of a similar level, similar level can I compete with the guys at the next level up yeah you know? well the new season starts on September 15th at half past nine on TG Gahar uh, August, um, best of luck with everything I, I think your coaching Bonjour. journey over the next Bonjour. while is going to be really interesting Jamie thanks a million for joining us cheers OTB AM with Gillette get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar 